This was once a huge bay teeming with uh, with wildlife, and uh, but then you know the gold rush came and they filled it all up except for the channel which we are on, which is all that's left. That was Mission Creek houseboat resident Jenny Stearns. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from environmentalists, photographers, bartenders, and other San Franciscans, telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to put into words what makes this city so special. Welcome to episode 26, part two. In part one, Jenny and her husband, Bob Isaacson, talked about their various efforts to preserve and protect the environment around Mission Creek. In this podcast, they expound on some of that work, including two books that Bob took part in putting together. They tell the story of how they met and Jenny's move to Mission Creek. And they end the podcast with Bob's reflection on how the houseboat community has been beneficial to the environment around the creek. Toward the end of the episode, you'll hear Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast asking the couple how they met. Here's Bob and Jenny. And I just want to say that Bob's work at uh, with the Redevelopment Agency gave him skills that were very useful for us at the Creek as far as, you know, knowing how, uh, how to communicate and work with the agencies and, uh, you know, produce it in and uh, quadruplicate and um, and to be sound uh, reasonable and um, so he was very very uh, instrumental in helping us get a lease with the port and um, also all this work with the read of it with the uh, various agencies of development so yeah I drafted the lease with the with the port and the the goal was to not have them you know to have us and them separate so we run the harbor ourselves. We have an association. We run the harbor, and we pay them 40% of our rental income. And uh, I, I drafted that lease and brought it over to the port, and it was approved with almost no, no change. But having worked for the redevelopment agency, you know, I, I understood what was important on both sides, and our independence to me was important. Absolutely. That would have been in 1989, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Right. It was approved in 89. Uh, we, we submitted it to them uh, probably 10 years before that, but they, 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 we weren't agreed that we should stay. <laughs> they are a government agency after all, so uh, it just takes, those, it takes yeah. bureaucracy. Yeah, so yeah, right. But you got it, but they approved it in, in 89. That's 30 years ago. And Sarah told me something about how long the lease is. 2055. Right. I'll be 125 years old. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll be here for your birthday party. Then. <laughs> be interesting to see what's going to happen then, because 2055 is right when the city has to make some serious decisions about how they're going to deal with sea level rise, because this is one of the lowest areas of the city. And uh, so they actually invited some Dutch engineers to come out and make some suggestions about how to protect uh, all these, you know, fabulous new buildings of Mission Bay. So by then, you know, the water's going to really be start rising and they've got to do it. So that is going to be just about the same time our lease is up. So it's hard to know just exactly what's going to happen to yeah. us and them. Yeah, it shouldn't affect the creek, affect us too much because we just go up and down with the tide. Right. 
they, they they've got to do something on the shore. The land. But yeah, It'll but be uh, yeah, we, we yeah. just rise with the tide. So I mean, they're thinking about well, shall we put in some uh, some tidal gates to uh, prevent the water from which might work, but it also will cost a lot of money. Or do we just shut off the uh, creek altogether and turn it into a park or something else. So it could really be interesting to see what they decide and we'll be in there as part of those decisions if we yeah, can. I, I think the buildings on uh, both sides of the shore are going to be a major major factor. Yeah. If, uh, if the, uh, right yeah, the uh, water is going to get above the shoreline, that's, that's that's where the major decision is going to be rather than with us. I'm reading something else happened that year. You guys got married yep. in 89. Yep. There was also an earthquake that I've heard about a little bit. So very eventful year. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the whole thing. We were in London. We saw it on TV. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to just kind of hope that everything was okay. <laughs> no, yeah, well, we my, heard my, from people My son here. Uh, lives down. He's got a houseboat down here, too. So oh. I called him, and he was okay. So it's, it's quite an eventful year for you all. Um, I'm also noticing, and I assume this is you, Bob, that you published a few things. Yes, yeah, two books. Oh, two books. Yeah, do, books. You, do you have them? Oh wow. Yeah, one of these yeah. are both published by the Conservancy, and one of them is called Vanished Waters, and it's a uh, um, a, a whole uh, the whole story of the Mission Bay. And uh, so, you know, what, this was once a huge bay teeming with, uh, with wildlife. And, uh, but then, you know, the gold rush came and they filled it all up except for the channel, which we are on, which is all that's left. Right. Um, so, but, um, you know, we uh, published this in part because we wanted uh, people who move into this area to know that it was once very different here. And uh, so it's got a lot of pictures on it and some very interesting maps that Mission Creek once went, uh, was navigable up to Mission Dolores and also up to, uh, you know, uh, water came down from Twin Peaks and there were, uh, you know, daily tidal waters that went up as far as Mission Street. So it's, uh, and all around through, uh, say, around 14th and, and Valencia and so forth, there's still Mission Creek waters burbling away under there. I think uh, 17th and uh, Folsom still is prone to flooding. Yes, that that's right. Yes. And this is all named down here. It's named Mission Creek. Mission yes. Bay because of that connection that it had to Mission Forest, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you had, you wrote, you had a hand in writing these? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I basically wrote Mission Creek, San Francisco. I had somebody else help me. And uh, Nancy Olmstead wrote uh, Vanished Waters. Yeah. But it was our, we commissioned it. Yeah. Writing a book. I mean, again, with your kind of semen and engineering background, it's a little different, right? Writing a book. Yeah. The uh, Ed Buren is a photographer who's a friend of Jack Davis's, uh, and he'd taken some wonderful pictures of the creek. And I thought they really need to be, you know, published. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what vanished. That's what uh, Mission Creek, San Francisco, came from. It was mainly uh, built around those, and then a lot of excerpts from, you know, from people around who lived here and stuff like that. That that made the book. Yeah. You mentioned Corinne. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I, this is my first time to hear her name. Can we talk a little bit about? Oh really? Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm still learning about you guys' little community down here. So I, yeah, who? who she uh, she was our Secretary of State, uh, and um, she was. Um, she made connections with the port, with the developers, and with all the different projects going around here. And she went to all the meetings and uh, spoke on our behalf, but also on things that she wanted to see, like the uh, Blue Greenway, which is a you know sort of a, a walking trail that goes all up and down the east side over here. And um, she was a formidable presence uh, at, at all of these uh, at all of these meetings and so forth. So uh, she uh, passed away recently, and we're you know, and she, and we're all just sort of reeling, realizing how many connections she had and what a huge uh, impact she had on uh, all the decisions around the ballpark. Uh, you know, sort of making sure that the traffic was going to move and, uh, you know, just all these things. And she would report to us regularly, but um, now we have to do what we can to keep those connections going. How do you feel about this? <laughs> well, the, this? the traffic is, uh, is the worst thing. Traffic and parking is almost impossible now. I took, uh, I, I don't like to walk too much, so I drove my car down about a block and a half down to go to a cafe I couldn't park I had to come back here and park and walk <laughs> so the parking and, and the traffic are, uh, are a problem as far as the building and uh, people not a problem at all it's just the traffic and the parking is is all we know some very nice people in, in the apartments okay oh, so do you feel like there is um, well, I don't want to say assimilation but you know that, that there is like a sense of kind of community or living together people are respectful of the houseboats uh, by and large? We, we, we know very few people actually yeah. in the, you know, the people that I know are fine, but uh, it's, we're mainly an independent community here rather than uh, integrated into the community. But I'm not sure how much of a community they are, you know. Uh, I, I'm not sure that uh, people in apartment buildings get together that's that's the reason I bought a houseboat. I was living out at Hunter's Point, and I had to move. Not I had to. They they raised. Uh, I I was paying market rent because you know. But I I moved there because uh, I was with the redevelopment agency, and I wanted to kind of see what it was like to to be in it. So I was paying market rent. Then they, in order to uh, get more money out of it, they raised the market rent way above what it really should have been. So I didn't want to pay that, so I, I moved out, and I thought that moving into a, an apartment would be like moving into a closet. So I decided to uh, to buy a houseboat, which I did. You did know. you know anyone down here already? No, I was. Uh, I had a friend who was looking at buying a houseboat, and that was the that was the inspiration. So I came down, looked, and I there was one. I paid sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars, I think, for the. Uh, Little, little thing that I bought, yeah, it was it was great. You know, it was wonderful. But when I got together with Jenny, we needed more room, so I had this one built. But even th this cost a hundred grand. It's worth over a million, well over a million now. Yeah. <laughs> How does one go about? Sarah talked a little bit about what her dad dad went through to get her current home built. What did you? What you know? How do you find? 
Well, I had actually Jack uh, and uh, uh, and Keith Oakford were two guys from down here who were builders, and they they basically built a boat for me. This one that we're on. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. That's that's one way to do it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Down here. Yeah. Yeah. Some other people, you know, came in. One one guy, another local guy. I forget who it was. Did the electricity. But uh, it was basically Jack and uh, and Keith. I had never built anything before. I build a lot now, you know. I or I most of the stuff up in Mendocino I've been building by myself. But uh, this is where I learned I just by watching them. You guys seem very happy looking here. Yeah, yeah. I for one am jealous. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, really changed. I mean, we were the only things happening in this neighborhood for quite a long time, and uh, now it's quite different. And we have a very, I'd say, uh, a, a population of people who are very different from, you know, who live very differently fr- than we have. I mean, uh, a lot of people down here work with their hands, or they're building things, or artists, and that's really hard to do in an apartment. And so, and they also have to come up with. Uh, incredible amounts of money to to live there so they're uh, I think very busy working uh, although we do have a lot of um, we do have people who come down and and work with us on um, projects on the uh, taking care of the banks and so forth so it's nice to have that interchange and you know looking at birds together and um, so yeah so it's different <laughs> although now we have a lot more things we have a library now at the end of the down there and you know more shops and restaurants and Gus's just opened which was uh, really changed things as far as having yeah Here. yeah so now yeah. it's only a block away for uh, some really good food how did you two meet and then how did you feel about moving on to a houseboat um, well let's see uh, no, uh, when I was in living uh, my Dolores um, Park place um, so um, the neighbor wanted to put up uh, some condos, and um, so we wanted to uh, shape that. So I was going around to other neighborhood organizations trying to get support to uh, uh, for that, and um, I wound up at this neighborhood coalition meeting, and, and there was this man there who was uh, talking about birds at Mission Creek. And... <laughs> <laughs> I forget why I was there, but I went to went around to all the neighborhood coalition meetings. It's for a, for a time that was. I forget why now. I don't even remember. But well, you wanted to get support for for the wildlife. Yeah. Here. And yeah. Right. So, yeah, so, so that's where we met. Yeah. So moving down here, I didn't have any trouble. Let's see. Well, it was kind of hard to give up um, having an outdoor private outdoor space like a garden. Um, but then uh, I really like living on the water where there's so much wildlife and you just never know every day, you know, when the herring come in, suddenly there's all these sea lions and pelicans and cormorants. And so it can get pretty exciting what's, uh, you know, with everything going after all these fish and just getting used to just being able to identify little ripples. Is that a bat ray? Is that a cormorant? Is that a scop? Is that a grebe? You know, and just, um, there's so much going on that, that, that's coming and going that... Uh, when, we, uh, when we were dealing with the uh, Mission Bay Development Group, the uh, Catellus and those guys, uh, we, had, uh, we were talking to the, the head guy, I forget his name now, 
and he came and invited him here, and uh, 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 a great egret flew right across the back porch. He looked at it. He said, oh, that's real. They were they were over there, and we've been talking, you know, about preserving the wildlife and so on. They they, they thought we made it all up. <laughs> and uh, after it all got done, we uh, Bob had a great idea. Let's throw a party and thank them. So we invited them all down to the houseboat. At that time, we had the wall covered with photos of all the different birds that are down here, and they all looked at those and they said, "Are all those birds from around here?" And I mean, they really, yeah. <laughs> they really didn't believe it, even though they were in an office just like directly across the street. They had very little real understanding of uh, what the creek was, and so it was really great that Bob invited him down to the water so that he could see for himself or have an experience of being on the creek. Yeah, the Bay Conservation Development Commission. You know, we were fortunately we predated them. This harbor was there, was here before the. Bay Conservation Development Commission was formed, so we didn't have any trouble getting a permit. But they still consider us intruders on the water. And uh, I can understand that because, you know, they can't open up uh, areas to human settlement, you know, the Bay areas. But on the other hand, I think we're the greatest benefit this creek has had, you know, not only for what we're doing to, you know, the kind of things we talked about, but also the hull bottoms, they're, they're alive with, uh, with creatures. So we're not, uh, we're not an onus on the, uh, on the creek at all. On the contrary, we're a great benefit to it. That was Bob Isaacson and Jenny Stearns. Join us next week when we'll hear stories from Rosie Ortiz of Mission Boricua. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to learn about some of the stuff we do besides the podcast. Find the 70-plus episodes on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If that happens to be Apple Podcasts and you have a minute to spare, please rate and review the show for us. Send comments or suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.